it's working. Uh, the old dog's uh, knackered. It's been on a. Uh, I've been up since three this morning. It's been a. Uh, Actually, we say tumultuous day. Old Lizzie passing away. What can I say? I'm traumatized. I am tore up. Tore up. I can I make it? Uh, today, what are we doing? Um, in approximately 19 minutes, I'm supposed to be on TNT radio. And I don't have anything planned for the 19 minutes between now and then, but I thought I would try and sort of amalgamate a few together, get a bit of a, a, bit of a conversation and uh, see, see what's going on in the world. And uh, I had nightmares about Angie's Fooper. Is that what you call that flap? Fooper. <laughs> Donut minge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is something, all right. And I've just been having nightmares about those sausage fingers, man. <laughs> that dried cracked skin. Don't you know about oil of Yule? Even I know about that. <laughs> right, so... Yes, we're going to be doing this radio interview. Uh, it's TNT Radio. Um, I've got an inkling of TNT Radio. It's like national radio to me. Uh, I've never listened to it. I presume it's going to be like 10 minutes of talking and then 10 minutes of commercial breaks, probably. Um, they're supposed to be doing it by calling me. Um, so... I hope that works because it, it'll, it should be interfacing through, uh, what do you call it, Skype. So um, if it doesn't work, uh, I'll just hang up the stream, I guess, and just talk to them. And uh, oh, uh, some other news as uh, oh, Doc keeps his uh, foot pressed to the metal. Eight. PM Eastern, which would be 9 PM, no, 9 AM tomorrow morning. I will be on Ryan Dawson's uh, anti neocon uh, stream. Uh, we'll be doing it on uh, Catboy and Nick Fuentes uh, streaming platform, direct competition, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, apparently it's called Cozy. It's just, uh, shall we say, old uh, gender ambiguous Nick Fuentes. No, I'm not speaking to him, but I'll be speaking to Ryan Dawson. And um, look, um, I've sort of crossed paths tangentially with uh, Ryan um, and we just never quite managed to hook a stream up and now it's booked in and um uh ask dawson about his censorship and island trip to google um i don't know what that means so he got censored so th th this is my understanding with what ryan is trying to do so people who have been stripped from the corporate platforms um lost paypals channel struck etc he's sort of amalgamating people and wanting to speak to them i guess find out their story and um you know i used to be in ryan's discord and yeah they seemed all right bunch and 
you know, he's um, he's uh, yeah, anti-neocon. I think I think that describes him well. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, no, don't ask him about censorship, as you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> uh, he went all the way to Google in Ireland, unlifted a ban, then they banned him. <laughs> Is that true? Props to the dude. Props. I want to um, look. I'm I'm at the point where I'm going to. I'm getting some goddamn legal representation and i want the last strike of my last channel takedown i want them to explain themselves what's their standards what have, what have i done to uh, warrant a complete channel takedown for, for sexually um whatever it was titillating material now i don't know is it the meme of uh graham botley being jack hammered <laughs> by bog brush wilson maybe but it's it's not um there's no genitalia there's no it could be anything they could be completely innocent um who would you know it's their sick minds reading into uh anything that would be uh considered sexual as far as i'm concerned and the ask him what he thinks of brenda uh yeah look i'm i'm happy to talk to him about uh broke back brendan um broke back brendan doesn't like ryan and uh well, it turns out broke back brendan doesn't like very many people and will turn and uh <laughs> and spit in their pints at the turn of a hat he is an unstable individual and look man just Leave old broke back in the corner, struggling with his latent homosexuality and his um, desire for people to go out on the street and hand flyers out. That's if that's what he wants to do. So be it. Um, brilliant. <laughs> I wish him all the best. I really do. Um, I'm. Uh, we're taking a different track and you know one of those is of course the legal which i guess we'll be speaking about and um i can say that there's been significant progress in the last 24 hours with respect to primate research it is the stars hopefully i don't want to tempt fate too much but they're hopefully aligning right now so we can at least at least splurge uh, the uh, cash to get one. Let's do some tests in it. Let's see if we can break that monkey. I dig it. Break it. Um, Jack Hammond is my new punk rock band. Ah, what can I say? Fish barnacles. Good to see you, bro. Um, what can I say? I was talking about you the other day, and uh, what was what was the topic of conversation? It was no doubt, it was no doubt about um, homos. It, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the uh, monkeypox czar with that um, the Biden administration has brought in a Satan worshipping. Um, I would argue a um, less than stellar representative 
of the community. Now, I would, I was trying to make the point, uh, uh, Nick, and um, that, and I said this. I said, look, we have some. Uh, well, we've got one top tier, <laughs> top tier poof, and um, and I said, I love Nick. I love Nick because he's a walking encyclopedia and when we're not having to discuss uh, his proclivities, um, I think he's a thoroughly decent human being and the doors of heaven should um, open wide for him for all the work that he's done uh, raising these issues. The Satan-worshipping um, degenerate sodomite for monkeypox, I'm not so sure is, uh, is a good idea, but I, I had to... I had to I was tripping over my words and I was trying to say, well, I, I love Nick and I couldn't remember the, I was, I was like platonic, it's platonic. There's a friend, it's a friend. I love Nick. <laughs> I hope, I hope Nick in real life, you're not, you're not wearing pentagrams going around. <laughs> Just <laughs> not, but why, why, why can't they, why can't they get someone who would be pushing the, ideals of abstinence you guys wanted gay marriage couldn't you be sort of setting that as an example maybe i've still got the tabs open let me just uh oh god nick here just to uh, uh lay into yeah here it is look so uh this is the biden administration uh this freak uh of course this freak and now uh of course i'm banned this freak now I, I, look man again i i would just say this uh where do you get satan worshiping that he's um he goes around with pentagrams on and um if you um if you look through all his uh pictures uh pentagrams feature uh quite strongly uh in his fashion choices uh, let's see, let's see if we can find, uh, <laughs> it's like looking at the lineup for the Blue Oyster Club in Police Academy. Uh, do, 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 has, has he got one on his, there's one, look, behind, uh, the tattoo there, that looks like a pentagram. Um, so some very weird mixed um, messaging and there's one where he's laying down in a jumper with a pentagram and there's another one um, look <laughs> you know I would like that there's a bit of give and take, you know, a bit of social responsibility. But when you're putting into positions of authority, Satan-worshipping sodomites, it just don't, it don't come off well. It would be like putting, I, can't, I don't know any names of porno stars, but I just, what was his name? North? I can't, I don't Dude, dude, like having a dude who's a porn star that just can't 
do anything except act like a dog around women. And um, so uh, I was <laughs> I was trying to weave. You put me in a tough spot, Nick. God damn it. My, uh, my platonic love, respect for you as a researcher. And um, you have, uh, we have to have the, the cultural, <laughs> culture war back and forth. Here's, here's another one with, uh, there's a pentagram uh, on his shirt. Um, yeah. You can't see how that might upset a lot of people. <laughs> Your community gave us Kissinger. Uh, solve for that and we'll talk. Uh, hang on a minute. There's one community that gave us Kissinger and we all know who that is. The Jew. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. Uh, Mark, good to see you. Um, now, as far as I'm aware, we should be um, riding up onto the uh, radio hour. Um, let me just do this. I don't see anything there. Let me just check my uh, email. Watch John Cullen and Steve Kirsch. Oh, you know what? I did have a story. This sounds uh, this sounds like nightmare fuel. Uh, shout out to Main Pain. Scientists in Taiwan report that a new SARS-CoV-2. I, I can't keep up with these fucking patients. BA237 subvariant with K97E spike mutation. Uh, isn't that the isn't that the advantageous polymorphism? No, that's K248. K248, I think. But uh, it's causing critical neurological illness in children. So scientists in Taiwan report that new SARS-CoV-2 whatever subvariant with k 970 spike, spike mutation causing all sorts of wrong an alarming report involving documented case studies and viral genome analysis by doctors pediatrics and researchers from tertiary medical center in taiwan and the tri-service general hospital which is part of the national defense medical center has found that a newly emerged sars-cov-2 omicron subvariant is causing critical neurological illness Medical research suspect that an additional additional novel mutation found on the genome is the K97E mutation in the S protein could be responsible for change of pathogenesis and is causing the neurological complications and issues in infected children. This new BA237 subvariant is found to be increasing in circulation at the moment in Taiwan and Hong Kong. It has also been identified in a few sequences from United States, South Korea, Japan, Denmark and Australia. The new subvariant is reported to have emerged sometime in April 2022 in Taiwan, but has only just started to increase in circulation. Medical research should submit their report oh, for peer reviewed. Oh, the bloody uh, Kyla Medical don't uh, allow you to. Uh, let's see, what's the numbers? Uh, increased inflammatory markers in all patients. However, none of the cerebral spinal fluid tested positive for SARS-CoV-2. Results of WGS showed that all the sequences belong to lineage BA237. Okay. Um, five kids. Five kids. Fever, drowsiness, babbling. <laughs> 
sounds like me. What's that noise? It's raining. Oh. Hello, Kevin speaking. Hi, Kevin. It's uh, Alex here from TNT Radio. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, Alex. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I'm just ringing um, about your interview with Brian McClay. Uh, yes. Double you got the Zoom details? Uh, no, I don't. Um, where would I see them? Uh, I've emailed them through to you. Just now? But, uh, uh, about 15 minutes ago. Uh, your Yahoo email? Ah, it went to Yahoo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's just see... I'll dig those out. Um, yeah, I was wondering how it was going to be done. I thought uh, telephone calls seemed a bit... Um... That works too. If, if we can't find the email, we can do it on the phone. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I will. I'm sending you a Zoom meeting link. Okay, uh, I found it. Oh, Clicking there it. There you go, perfect. Launching meeting. Uh, this will go straight into the show, will it? Uh, no, it won't. it'll put you in the waiting room, and then I'll I'll put you in. There's just an interview going at the moment that ends in about a minute, and then I'll I'll put you through. Uh, st- uh, could I just ask a quick question? Um, what's yeah, the yeah, sure. what's the format? How long will we be speaking? And is there breaks, etc.? Um... Yeah, yeah. So it's an hour long. Okay. Uh, we go live at four minutes past, and then there's. Three, two breaks and one like news headline. So first breaks are like 20 past, and then at 30 past we have just news headlines, which are like 30 seconds, and then uh, 45 is we just have another break, and those only go for about uh, two minutes. Uh, okay, well I'm trying to connect right now. We'll see if. Uh... Oh, there you go. Yep, I see you there. Um, how do I know if my camera uh, or? You don't need to have your camera on. Oh, you can. Brian has his camera on. He's, uh, it's just he'll be the only one that can see you. Okay. Um, for some reason, you seem a little quiet, but um, never mind. I could hear you. Doesn't doesn't matter. All right. Perfect. I'll, I'll meet you in in just a second. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Great. Uh, there you go, folks. Um, you will be admitted at the top of the hour. Please stand by. TNT Radio Live. Um, oh, uh, uh, they don't seem like a uh, amateur hour outfit. Ah, I want to stir my drink. Six gun salutes being fired for every year she lived. Her late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was one of the greatest leaders the world has ever known. New Prime Minister Liz Truss addressing a special session of Parliament. She was the rock on which modern Britain was built. She'll meet later today with King Charles, the Queen's son, who has ascended to the throne and has left the castle where his mother died yesterday. Charles has traveled back to London where he will address the country on the first of 10 days of mourning. We are hearing more and more from Buckingham Palace of everything to come. There will be books in city halls for people to pay their tribute, and there will be flower displays. Already across the country, there are billboards put up to honor her. President Biden paid his respects at the British Embassy, calling her an incredibly gracious woman. Good morning for all of you. She was a great lady. 
We're so delighted we got meter. The president later addressed a gathering of Democrats in Maryland, again taking aim at extreme Republicans, as he calls them. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Former President Trump says it's this president who's a threat and divisive as the Justice Department fights a judge's ruling that was in Trump's favor that ordered a special independent review and a master for the documents the FBI sees from his Florida home. And the filing, the Justice Department also wants Judge Elaine Kanan's decision prohibiting the use of seized records for investigative purposes put on hold. A Romanian military vessel designed to remove sea mines instead struck one during a mission in the Black Sea. According to a statement, the incident involving the Lieutenant Dimitri Nicolescu minesweeper happened on Thursday. The ship is said to have arrived in the area to eliminate a mine that had been located by another vessel. However, when the minesweeper approached the freely drifting mine, the wind picked up. The vessel ended up being struck by the mine. According to the Romanian Navy, the explosion tore a minor opening in the rear. Extra pairs of jumpers uh, and some more socks and sort of grin and bear it because you got to do this for the planet. Do it for Greta and all the policies they're proposing. Price caps on profits for energy companies, price caps on Russian energy, uh, renewables. All these things are going to drive up the price of energy. It's economic suicide and it's nuts. For TNT Radio, this is Patrick Henningsen. You're with Brian McLean on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning and welcome to the show. We're live from Central Texas here on the Brian McLean Show via today's News Talk. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. In the third hour, we'll be speaking with Mark Nisser, and that's going to be pretty interesting. We're going to talk uh, about his Senate run in California. We're going to talk a little bit about the... Uh, energy crisis and things going on for sure uh, that Mark is interested in. That's going to be great. In the second hour, we're going to have Joe Bastardi, best weatherman on the internet joining us. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the uh, wildfire situation, the heat wave happening on the West Coast. We'll see what, uh, what is on Mr. Bastardi's mind. And uh, in the first hour today, we're going to be joined by Dr. Kevin McCarran, and we're going to be talking about the idea of zoonotic spillover as well as maybe looking uh, a little bit at the COVID jabs. So I'm excited to speak with Dr. McCarran. Uh, let's see here. Before we get started, though, uh, who is Julie Poness? Dr. Julie Poness is a professor of ethics who has taught at Ontario's Huron Co uh, University College for 20 years. She was placed on leave and banned from accessing her campus due to the vaccine mandate. She presented at the Faith and Democracy Series in 2021 and took a new role with the Democracy Fund, a registered Canadian charity aimed at advancing civil liberties, where she serves as the pandemic ethics scholar. And uh, I have an open letter here that she has written. It's been uh, republished at the Epoch Times. And uh, let's see, this was just, uh, this one's hot off the press. It just got posted this morning. Letter to university students, COVID coercion, will stop as soon as you say no. Dear Canada's university students, over the last year, our country's universities have dismissed your concerns and refused to answer your questions. They made you unconfident in your beliefs, afraid to ask questions and reticent to speak out. They undermined everything they were supposed to be nurturing in you. You complied with the mandates, you got doubly vaccinated, you masked, distanced, and you stayed home and tried to adjust to online learning. 
You followed the university's directives in good faith. You believe they had your best interests at heart and that what you were doing was necessary for your education and essential to protect others. COVID spread through your campus anyway, all the while undermining your confidence in your right to make choices for yourself and creating a deep culture of silence, censorship, and division. The university's positions so far have been, trust us. Everything done is to keep the community safe. Maybe there was some rationale for that position last year, when more was unknown, but now the data is in. We keep hearing that this is about the science, but informed consent isn't about making the right decision from objective point of view. It's about your right to not have to choose between your education and body, bodily autonomy to make a decision One, that reflects two, who you three, are four, and the risks five. you are willing to take in your life. To penalize someone for not making a particular choice is not consent, it is coercion. No one knows you like you do, cares about you like you, and no one else will be the primary bearer of the consequences of the choices you make. Science no longer supports the mandates. This is true, but focusing solely on that fact misses the larger point. Your personhood belongs to you, not the university. For better or worse, your health is your concern. Full stop. Sometimes we don't know if it is better to stay silent or speak up, and sometimes we remain silent because we don't want to risk losing what we care most about. But remaining silent often contributes to the very thing we want to avoid. In this case, without open and honest debate, there is no possibility of the rich, enriching, free culture you go to university to receive. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. What can you do as an individual against a multi-million dollar institution full of important people with doctorates? What if you get canceled? What if you lose everything you've worked for? These are important considerations, but remember this. 21st century universities are commercial enterprises and you are their customer. They don't exist without you. You've been sidelined, ignored, and oppressed, but you are not the ones who will remain silent. When students unite and push back, you have immense power and influence to create change. Your small voice is what matters, the only thing that matters. Making the choices you want to make right now might not feel like winning, and it might not keep you in school, but it will be good practice for life. It will show you who you are and what you are made of and what you are capable of resisting and creating. It will give you an inestimable confidence and courage for the future. Standing up to your, your university, making and protecting the choices you want to make will be a far greater education than anything you will learn in a university classroom or from a textbook. One final word of encouragement. This will go on for exactly as long as you stay silent. It will stop as soon as you say no. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all the major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Gitter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. News as it happens. I feel more informed when I listen. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. NT. All right. Our next guest is a specialist in disease modeling and non-human primates. Uh, he's got a keen interest in uh, finding treatments for kids. Uh, he's done a lot of neurodegenerative modeling and analysis. So he's got uh, a lot of experience when it comes to the brain, when it comes to movement disorders. And uh, we're talking, and this is also obviously over, overlapped uh, with his research into SARS-CoV-2. 
his name is Dr. Kevin McCarran. Uh, welcome. How are you? Uh, hi, Brian, and uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm not what a eloquent interview uh, uh, introduction. Uh, I think we could just wrap up there, right? I think everything everything that was needed to be said was said. Um, I'm not sure who who you Let's were quoting. Uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Let's call it a show. We've done good. <laughs> <laughs> but th there was there was some oh. very. In interesting crossovers with uh, w one of the things that I wanted to talk about, which is you you you, you mentioned about following or, or how people have been encouraged to follow the science. Um, it's been used as a cudgel in a way. And w what I would like to do is to perhaps bring some nuance to that discussion, because I want to make the argument that it, it's science that will enable us to find our way out of the current mess that we're in. And this has been going on right from the beginning of when SARS-CoV-2 emerged. And I'm not sure how much you're aware of this, but there was a very, very tenacious fight across all platforms as they tried to, well, the initial uh, claims were that this virus leapt out of a bat back cave um, and then knocked down a city of 10 million people and then spread around the world. And this was a consequence of um, man encroaching onto the wilderness. It was just a matter of time before something like this happened. And it didn't take very long for scientists like myself and others, I'm not the only one. I'm, I, I, all I say is that I'm part of an insurgency that's been there from the beginning, trying to highlight how how broken our systems have become, and the narrative that they've tried to push and gaslight people with has been one of lie after lie after lie, literally from day one to the point where they were engaged in, um, well, are you familiar with a person called Jeremy Farrer, head of the Wellcome Trust? I believe I've come across that name before, but uh, give me give me the update here, just in case. So, give so me he, a was, he was part of the meetings with uh, Fauci, uh, Christian Anderson was another one, uh, Robert Gary. Uh, there was a whole little cadre of um, virologists who who understood very early on the significance of the molecular biology that was obvious in SARS-CoV-2, and Look, the reason the reason that I got involved in it was that I I had early contact with it in Korea in early December. So I I know that their um, dates with respect to early cases is fallacious. We now know that it goes back months. Um, there's a lot of suspicion around uh, military games, and um, there've been samples that have turned up in other European countries, Italy, Spain, all all pointing to uh, the official narrative being wrong on multiple levels, but this, um, well, it was it wasn't just a a belief. It was it was a very um, well coordinated, almost military like response to 
the events as they unfolded and were literally telling people not to believe their <laughs> their lying eyes. And there were there were a whole bunch of molecular signatures that we, we could see in there and that have serious impact for uh, your neurological health. Um, it's not just the, I, I get it, people are COVID fatigued right now, but it's, it's at this point that you really need to understand the mechanisms at play and also the state of the discussion that happened between these two groups who have who have been going at it like cats and dogs because within the last few weeks as the um, well at the beginning of the pandemic the lancet the medical journal was abused by uh a group led by a guy called Peter Dazak of EcoHealth, and he got a whole bunch of Nobel Prize winners and other big, big hitting virologists to write a letter saying that anyone who dared speak about anything other than um, natural origin is a conspiracy theorist. This is, these are the words they used. This emerged in the context of an environment where conspiracy theorists are literally being um, tagged as terrorists now in official White House um, documentation. Right. So this is the atmosphere in which we're working. That Lan the, the medical journal, journal the Lancet, um, were charged with doing a, a, a commission, a big study into what was going on. And in the last few weeks, Jeffrey Sachs, he's, he's a very famous uh, economics professor, and you know, love him or hate him, um, particularly if you're Russian, you probably <laughs> probably edges towards the hate. But um, he came out. And basically said in public to Robert F. Kennedy last week, this was just last week, everything that myself and, uh, like I say, it's just a handful of researchers, you could, you could count us on ha uh, hands and toes, was right that these people were um, covered in conflicts of interest. They were lying constantly about their conflicts of interest, where their money was coming from. Tens and hundreds of millions of dollars were coming from the Department of Defense. We're, well, you've seen the speech you gave at the beginning, eloquently putting how people have been forced into having to take mandates because of these narratives that they spun when there was many other doctors who were arguing, and like I say, I'm a scientist not a not a clinician my my role is to understand the pathology and the neuroscience around SARS-CoV-2 but there were many other doctors that put their neck out and said early treatment is the way to go and they stopped that this was all part of the narrative control that they had and literally last week they've they've admitted it and I don't it, it seems to be like some sort of controlled burn but the the side that was arguing against the heterodox narrative um, was right. We were right from the beginning. And this this means that we're now in a, well, it's always good to get more information, more accurate information. But um, what it actually means is, and I, again, I understand the COVID fatigue, but people really need to understand what you're dealing with right now. And SARS-CoV-2 is the consequence of DOD funding to the tune of billions of dollars that's been going on for decades and whether it was released on purpose 
or uh, an accident, I don't think you know, but this is what we're dealing with right now. And just to finish that, I know I've been um, talking a long time. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. The gene transfection technologies, which they've rolled out, which they're mandating people take, even healthy people, is a, is forces your body to recapitulate the early spike, the most dangerous form of the spike protein that, that we know about, that contains a whole series of um, dangerous epitopes uh, that have similarity to HIV, have uh, a uh, tendency to cause um, illnesses like uh, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, BSE, uh, chronic wasting disease, these, these types of spongy form encephalopathies. And they're injecting this into people left, right, and center. And we're, I think we're reaping the harvest right now of all these bad decisions. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, you saw Steve Kirsch was there uh, hanging on from, uh, from the previous show. I spoke with him earlier this week and we looked at the uh, information that he's got up on his Substack out of uh, Israel, and it's just amazing. I mean, we we've suspected a lot of these things for a long time. People like yourself and your colleagues have been browbeaten and character assassinated and deplatformed and demonetized and dehumanized. All these things, and uh, a lot of us out here have been saying, "Well, wait a minute. Why? I thought we were supposed to trust the science. Why are scientists being?" Uh, being stifled here and censored is just an absolute mess. I have to take a quick break here, but we'll be right back, everybody, with Dr. Ke Dr. Kevin McCarran. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I'm really looking forward to completing this hour with you. There's so much to go through. Very interested in this whole zoonotic topic. That's just been something that's been hanging over our heads for quite a while yeah, it's now. it's garbage. So, uh, everybody, garbage. we'll be right back. You're listening to today's News Talk. Dolores Cahill on TNT Radio. In 2020, uh, you know, I was invited, we'll say, onto a radio show, but the presenter said, this was now when I was warning about, well, and saying there was prevention and treatment and ivermectin, but this was like May, June of 2020. The presenter said, I know what you're doing is right, but 90% of our funding now comes from the government under this COVID-19 issue. And therefore, he said, I am going to not allow you to speak and I'm going to essentially harass you so that you can't get your message out. Because if I don't do that, we all the funding will be cut to the radio station and I'll be fired. So I actually said to him before the interview, I said, you know, this is time for you to make a decision and to allow people to speak so that people don't die and not put, uh, you know, get another job, basically. I think what was interesting is that that information was that 90% of the income came from the government only on condition that the radio stations censor people and don't allow people to hear the information that there was prevention and treatment. Weekends with Dolores Cahill on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Google and Facebook, they don't sell you anything. They sell you. Facebook constantly manipulates their users. They do it by the things that they insert into the news feeds. And they do it by the types of hosts they allow their users to see. It's what Google and Facebook are doing on a regular basis by suppressing stories, by steering us towards other stories rather than the stories we're actually seeking. That's the real manipulation that's going on. I was a design ethicist at Google 
where I studied how do you ethically steer people's thoughts? It will always favor. And I've got one of those brave people here with me today, Dr. Kevin McCarran. He's an expert in the topic. Um, okay, so Kevin, welcome back. And uh, yeah, pick up where you left off. Talk to me, because uh, I'm very curious about this whole zoonotic thing. I mean, they went out of their way early on to tell us, you know, a, a bat had sex with a wombat or some, mm -hmm. some other, you know, creepy creature and somebody ate something wrong and uh, a lab leak and a super bug. Well, the lab leak, you weren't allowed to do and... what you weren't allowed to talk about. It was all about um, the interface between man and his environment and how right. um, it's what they call the one health agenda. And this fits yes. in very closely with, you know, pick your pick your transnational corporate program of choice. And you'll find that type of uh, vernacular and vocabulary studied through any of their documents. Um, th th it was it, it was an initial play by them. And again, uh, how much of this was planned? Um, it was an accident, but they had all these mechanisms in place just to try and um, nudge nudge people and nudge events in a in a direction in which they thought it was favourable. And but one of the things that they didn't want to happen was that they didn't want people to think that they were engaged in the type of research that could release these pathogens. Now, the really critical um, thing to for people to understand is um, when they say that they stopped um, biological warfare back in 1969, they didn't stop. They just changed it to defensive. And the there's no difference between offensive and defensive biowarfare except the intent and probably yeah, you could maybe argue the volumes of um, toxin that you're producing. But what they, the, the way these programs developed and so the brain trust moved out from the, you know, the Fort Detrix and the DOD controlled centers and it, it metastasized through academia and essentially an unlimited money hose was sprayed on these people, particularly post 9-11, when you had the uh, Biopatriot Act come in because of the Amerifrax attacks. In fact, they were even talking about bioterrorism in the weeks leading up to 9-11. And again, this what we're seeing here, I would argue, if we were to get this into a court of law, is that there's there's a uh, long. I don't want to swear on your uh, station, dude. I'm, uh, I can get a bit salty on my streams. Uh, well, but... you know, sometimes sometimes they accidentally drop an F or an S bomb. You know, it's it's forgiving. Well, I, 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 I was just internet, gonna say this. There's a, there's a shitty thread which ties all of it together, which comes to. Um, the emergence of SARS-CoV-2. It involves all the laboratories that we're finding out about in Ukraine and uh, dotted all across the uh, southern flank of Russia, the Nunn-Luga Center in Georgia, and all the sketchy experiments that were going on there that are linked to Biden. This is, these, these aren't conspiracy theories. This is all very real. They were pouring billions into that country. And and look, Russia, we're in, we're in a very serious situation because Russia is turning around and accusing the West of uh, biological warfare, but it's next generation warfare. These aren't, these aren't um, the weapons of the Second World War. These are much more targeted um, 
pathogens, what they go in, they try to find and analyze the local uh, biome, the virome, and then they want to modify those pathogens and leverage them for their advantage while developing medical countermeasures for their own operations. That's the, that's the very fundamental nature of these programs, which they give a green ecological paint to give it an air of respectability. But it's still the same DOD programs. It's been ongoing for, like I say, it, it, post-Second World War, if you really want to dig into your history buff, you can go back 100 years and you can find the roots and it's linked into eugenics. There's, um, and look, uh, two and a half, three years ago, I wouldn't have been talking like this. I'd have been focused just on my own topic. I've been, I've been forced to address this data as um, I've seen how, how rotten these systems have become. And it's, uh, well... I'm trying to think of a tactful way to put this. Every country has these programs to some degree or another. Um, but right now, it really seems to be an American problem. And it's America, it's, everyone's looking to America to solve this problem. And in my opinion, what they should be doing is they should be doing an immediate halt to this type of research. We know who's been colluding and lying and taking money to try to gaslight the public. And um, we should be beginning these criminal investigations. I'm part of an organization, uh, 10letters.org, where we're trying to encourage people, especially in the United States, write to your attorney generals. We've got all the case material. We need that. We need to bring these people up on charges. Let's, let's get the discovery going. Let's get it out into the public what these people were doing. And when we do, and the people see what was happening, and when they find out that they had, um, you know, because people will say to me, oh, how, how can it be a biological weapon when um, they don't, but where's the antidote? They have antidotes to SARS-CoV-2. There are, well, you can talk about, obviously, the... Um, I don't is it, is it, this is on YouTube, if you can mention HCQ and IVM. But um, there are there are interventions called uh, peptide fusion inhibitors, which stop the binding of these viruses, and it's literally a nasal spray. Um, all of these things were extant, and yet we still we still went down the gene transfection route, and um, you know this brings us to you know my my area, and one of the things that. I've been doing for the last two and a half years is trying to warn people about the the consequences of having a what's technically called a neurotropic agent which means it invades the central nervous system and it has on it these peptide sequences which we know cause the types of protein misfolding that are associated with like i mentioned creutzfeldt-jakob disease mad cow that's one form but in, in modern neuroscience we look at many, many neurological disorders as prion disorders, meaning prion means proteinaceous infectious particle. And Parkinson's is a prion-like disorder. Alzheimer's is a prion-like disorder. Dementia, cancers, and all of these illnesses right now are, are going through the roof. We haven't seen any therapeutic impact from the interventions they've made. In fact, you could look at the you could look at the data and probably argue that it's making things worse. 
and you know where there's where you're giving risk to people um you you have to you have to give them a choice you can't just force you can't just force this onto people especially especially when we just know from molecular biology just just standard biology there's nothing new here the the potential outcomes on on people who maybe not be in the best of health you could be in the best of health yet somehow we keep seeing athletes face planting every every day and all sorts and manner of excuses being rolled out to um <laughs> to, to distract people from what it possibly could be now look it could just be covid itself maybe I, I'm not so sure now because you've got the gene transfection in the mix as well. And basically you've taken this very, very toxic peptide. You've wrapped it up in a agnostic um, vector like the lipid nanoparticle or a denovirus vector. And that's going to shuttle all around the body and start expressing in places that have gone past your immune barriers. And fatty, fatty lipid nanoparticles get into the brain fatty lipid nanoparticles will get into the heart and these are these are where we're seeing these problems and like i say you try and speak up about it they'll shut you down you know um i'll plead poverty here but you know they they pulled my banking for speaking like this i, I i'm unable to maintain a, a platform on any of the corporate ones because they'll pull me at any chance that they get um it's a, it's a struggle every day to, to, to like i say to yeah. try and get this message out and i think the academic systems are broken um I, I think it would be virtually impossible to get the type of data that we do need published when it was put into the literature right at the beginning of the pandemic, which is the Pradnam paper from India, where they said, hey, there's an uncanny similarity here to HIV. That paper got jumped on literally, literally from orbit as they tried to shut it down because that implicated Fauci and all that group. And all those redacted emails, that was all of those people scheming scheming how to get out of the situation that they were in to keep the research going i guess and you know i don't know what else was going through their mind fear probably and right now again i will reiterate jeffrey sachs and he's no slouch he's a he's a big deal at columbia university has turned around and said all of that group were basically lying colluding and covering up for each other because they were they were all linked and like i say it's 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 almost sort of feels anticlimactic after these few years to sort of have that sort of release uh the information released in that way but at least now i can speak to an international audience i hope and tell people yes they've admitted that the zoonosis was likely garbage it likely did come from a lab and if it's come from a lab you must understand the pathological mechanisms in it because some of them are very very long term and i don't know if you've got questions because i'm just I'm, I'm rattling on and i won't stop if uh oh no i'm i'm just uh, i'm just absorbing absorbing it all and and listening and i find um what you just said i find particularly interesting because it's like 
no one, no one like you or me wanted to be vindicated in a lot of the, the mm -hmm. suppositions that we made early on. We didn't want to be right about a lot of these things. We wanted to, you know, we hoped that there was some just semblance of benevolence or just human care out How there. How about competence? Some of these institutions. How about yeah, just some competence? Definitely. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, even if this was all just a giant multi-systemic oopsie, it's time to say, sorry, gang, sorry, gang. But what we're hearing is this, this sort of very quiet, oh, oh you guys were right. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. But we're going to keep on. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing this. Yeah, you know, they're, st they're still uh, pushing was, the zoonotic narrative, even though yeah. it's been literally blown out the water by one of their insiders. Literally, literally to the point where they were fabricating data to put it into the New York Times as a preprint and then get it into Science Magazine and say, ah, it's been solved. The problem's been solved. And we know it's garbage. We know that we know we've got that we know they're missing data. We know their statistical analyses are all wrong. They did everything to try to shape the again, shape the narrative to try to shut people down. And there's a very specific reason for why they do this, because a lot of these people, because they're ensconced in the academic system, are able to front load the literature so that in two, three, four, ten years, it's those papers that get cited. So people like myself who you know I, yeah i got a paper published about uh lab origin but you know it's it's <laughs> it's a small one compared to the tsunami of uh orthodox narrative that they did try to push that we know is wrong yeah and and the other thing is you know now that now that the the one health initiative has been pretty much laid out uh, we can all kind of see, we can compare that with the Lancet and we can see where they're headed with the whole zoonotic thing and why it's important for them to maintain that narrative because there's an entire brand new uh, overlay over the medical industrial complex and that's the pandemic industrial complex as Brian Berletic called it. And uh, it's just got, so there is so much money earmarked for that and so much power that can be seized over it. When you look at the the, you know how they describe food security in in the One Health uh, initiative, and how they define it as working together for the health of humans, animals, plants, mm. and the environment. I mean, it sounds wonderful, but when you really like start looking at it, this is sort of the document that they can use as a framework for the next monkeypox, the next COVID, the next turkey virus, you know, the next mm. uh, plesiosaur virus, whatever the heck they want to come up with. They can just jam it into this same framework and then correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume what would happen then is they jam it into the framework. They do, they do a little bit of Hegelian maneuvering here. They introduce something, whether it's, it's from a lab or whether it's completely made up. I mean, I have a hard time tracking all that stuff, but to me, it's like they do that. They do the lockdowns, they grab the power, they, sh they shuffle people off against each other. And then they do the tests. They have all these test kits. They're loving making new test kits for, for new sequences. And then they have the solution, the ultimate solution, which is going to be some sort of jab or some other, you know, MRNA product. And, and now they're saying that they aren't even going to have to test further MRNA products. Mm. I mean, this one doesn't even have long-term results. No, it's got they, abysmal they, they results. They did an experiment and it was in eight rodents. The, 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 the bivalent um, vaccines that are coming out right now were tested on eight rodents. Um, what, I, what I would like to try to add to the listeners right now, that what I do do 
um, I try to do public science, right? I let people see everything that I'm doing. So, you know, we've done a whole bunch looking at vaccines, et cetera. You know, we found some interesting stuff there, but um, I want to do these tests properly. I'm, I'm at the point of um, being able to test in non-human primates, which is the test model of choice that you should be using. And we're not interested in if you can get an immunogenic response. What we're interested in is what's the envelope of safety here? What happens when you push the system a little bit in people, in animals that are, you know, a little bit worn down? You know, they're, they're, they're not, uh, they're not young, sprightly uh, animals. They're, they're getting on a bit. And these are the tests that we need to be doing. And we need to be looking to see if there is the fingerprint of these prion disorders that comes from exposure to the spike protein. And um, like I say, I'm, I'm, on the cusp of being able to do that. And I'm literally fundraising to try to do that. And everyone, you, you will see all of that science as much as I can show trying to, and if the answer is that those, that I don't see any uh, safety signal, then th at least you have that data. It's better than eight rodents that they're pushing with right now. And I've seen enough, I've seen enough injuries for me to uh, think that there's a very, high chance that we will see something in these primates and if if it if it revolves around these neurodegenerative type conditions then in my mind we have we have everything we need to call for a stop to this as we reappraise our strategies so just just to be clear for the audience here are you mostly interested in the of uh, seeing the uh, effects of the jab of the shots, or is it more of the COVID? What, what's your, your primary? Actually, it's both. What are you looking at? It, it's both okay. because um, I, I mentioned these sort of amyloid prion-like um, peptide sequences that are embedded in the spike protein. There, there, these are these are sort of indicators of lab manipulation. But in in the virus itself, there are two. Uh, they're called open reading frames, and it's called ORF6 and ORF10. And these are highly amyloidogenic sequences as well. What we might be seeing is that there's a there's a, some contraindication between people who have been exposed naturally to the virus. They've got a reservoir. We know it hangs around for a long time. And that ORF6, ORF10 is in there, and it's, it's sort of building up the body's inflammatory pathways, if you like, ready so that when... When you get exposed via, um, again, gene transfection, I don't, I don't like to use the V word in, in this particular instance, that passes the immune barriers. What's the consequences there? And, um, you know, this is, technically they're not hard experiments to do, right? You've just got to have the will and the, the, you know, the requisite skill set. And it's the funding that no, NIH is not going to fund this study. Um, the pharmaceutical companies are not going to not going to fund this study. They that they, they've convinced themselves that it's safe, and it's it's the most atrocious um, form of self delusion, and, and, and incredibly dangerous, because it's 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 not just one little elderly cohort. It's literally coming for children, and. Just um, hang, just hang on a minute. Let's let's do the proper testing. Let's let's see what we get when we when we push the envelope 
with exposure to these products. And that means that means testing the products because when we've looked at these um, products forensically, we find variation in the batches, um, which isn't a good sign. They've got manufacturing issues. Um, and we make sure that the you know they're they're at the higher end of the effective dosage range and we give it in a manner that you know potentially might be inadvertent but it, it certainly seems that you're hitting major vessels blood vessels and and look when they <laughs> when they tell you that that gene transfection just stays in the shoulder muscle and then the lymph node and then the liver it, it sort of just drains into the liver that it's it's the most absurd cartoonish description of the biology that you you could imagine it's an insult it's an insult to anyone who's done high school biology it doesn't if you're in if you're in a car accident and you've you've literally mangled up and become part of the chassis of your car they can come and they'll, they, they don't have to find an IV line. They can push uh, an anesthetic, something like ketamine, into your muscle and you'll be out because it, it flows systemically in minutes. And so the, the idea that these little uh, nanoparticles are just going to stay in this one spot is, is absurd. And these are these are the things that um, yeah. I'm hoping to test. We 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 can do real time imaging, looking for amyloid, as we give the um, as we give the shots. And th th like I say, there's plenty to do. Um, I'm you know I've had one generous uh, individual come up and say we can get the first monkey started. I want to get four. I'm looking for, I'm looking for um, people who really want to get answers. I encourage people go look at my scientific publication record. It's all there. I've I've done over twenty five years working with these animals. I can do this study real real quick. It's just it's just again resources. You got to be able to buy the monkeys. You got to be able to look after them. Got to be able to buy the drugs. You got to be able to buy all the uh, all the supplies that you need to uh, do this type of experiment. Um, but I'll do it. I I'll basically do it for nothing because I need to know the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's great that you you're open with this, and you do your, your stuff on on streams. You report everything. Um, I appreciate what you're doing here. Uh, we got to take a quick station break. We'll come back. We'll do one more short segment with Dr. Kevin McCarran. Everybody, this is today's news talk. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. The question is, when will mankind wake up and realize that phony climate war is being waged against them by elitists that seek to control the population of the world by destroying the idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Look at what is going on in Switzerland. This is from the climate blog, WUWT, What's Up With That? Switzerland is considering jailing anyone who heats their home above 19 Celsius for up to three years if the country is forced to ration gas due to the Ukraine war. It is not due to the Ukraine war. It is due to insane energy policies over the years that have played right into the hands of the Russian energy situation and have also left Europe handcuffed. And there's no reason for it. And that is really a shame. This is meteorologist Joe Bastardi for TNT Radio asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got.
challenging the consensus and debunking the narrative. This is Viewpoint. Natural disasters may seriously threaten civilization in future. Yet the mainstream media peddles a pseudo-scientific man-made climate crisis. A major cosmic event would provide a real challenge for civilization. An asteroid strike may induce an ice age and major crop failures. And a solar coronal mass ejection that knocks out much of the world's electrical and communications systems would make today's problems look trivial. A solar coronal mass ejection hit Earth's magnetosphere in September 1859 and induced the largest geomagnetic storm on record. People in northeastern United States could read a newspaper by the light of the Aurora Borealis. Telegraph systems failed, and some telegraph operators received electric shocks. If such a solar storm happened today, power grids, GPS systems, telephones, and the internet could be disabled for an extended period. Freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of choice, freedom of assembly, Freedom of health. The voice of freedom is TNT Radio. Welcome back to the Brian McLean Show, everybody on TNT Radio. That's TNTRadio.live for all things TNT, for the archives, for the schedule, for the what's on events calendar, uh, to contact your favorite hosts, uh, to suggest any uh, guests or hosts you'd like to hear on the network. It's all up there on the website. And uh, as we round this hour out, we're going to come back in with Dr. Kevin McCarran here. Uh, there's so much to cover in this regard, Kevin. Uh, I really appreciate you being here. So um, feel free to pick up wherever we left off. But I, I am curious about this whole uh, concept of the zoonotic thing. So um, I understand that the Lancet is now basically saying, you guys were right about this. And then we've got this case study out of Israel now where they're saying, oh, wait a minute. Now we're finally looking at a year's worth of data and it's looking bad and the government is covering it up. The Ministry of mm -hmm. Health is covering it up. The media is covering it up. As Steve Kirsch said, no one at the CDC is interested in it. No one at mainstream media is interested in it uh, anywhere. He sent like 300 emails out before I spoke with him on, on Wednesday. And uh, last I heard, he's gotten no replies. So, mm -hmm. um, what? Well, so the zoonotic thing is completely falling apart now. Am I right? I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. that's my understanding, at least, is uh, this uh, after no longer Jeffrey a good Sachs, talking point. After Jeffrey Sachs came and blew the whistle on it, um, that, de that debate is over. Um, what, I, what I would like to do is I would, I'd like to um, give props to my colleague, Steve, as well. Um, he, he does, you know, he's on the front lines every day, um, really trying to... Um, get information to the people that um that matters and it and look <laughs> we can uh, we can maybe have a laugh a little bit on the on the end of the program because i've i've said i've said most of the serious stuff um you know again i'm pushing i'm pushing ahead with um experiments and um we will we will get answers either way um but you know steve steve's been there um as i have challenging people who and this is this is how good their narrative control has been right from the beginning which is that you had the orthodox institutional narrative of it was the bat doing something with pangolins and getting eaten in some weird soup something like something along those lines and the thing is on the other end of the uh, spectrum you've had people going around i would say very deliberately signal boosted by you know, how, how much is AI, how much is 
you know, person, uh, human um, interaction, trying to push the idea that um, viruses aren't real, um, that all of these defense programs are nothing but a fiction. Um, these uh, these pathogens are um, merely uh, byproducts of uh, detoxing body. And look, Steve has been there and um, taking them on like like I have. And it was, that was another thing that just sort of got me into um, trying to engage in science communication because watching these people be signal boosted in such a fashion, such a dangerous time when we were seeing so, so much lies coming out. You know, at the, at the beginning of SARS, we didn't know what this thing was. And, um, you know, I would, you know, we know a lot more now. And But to me, it made sense. Put a mask on right now. Um, but then you had Tony Fauci literally lying, lying to the American public, saying, oh, you don't need them, whilst they were doing everything that they could to sequester masks for um, first responders. Now, you know, I kind of... You could maybe understand that from a, a, a logistics um, level, but it was in this environment that you had all the, all these people emerging, and um, the yeah, it's been it's ruthless. It's you have to be on this game on this treadmill every day, and I'd like to just say just thank you to you, Brian, for actually just giving me. Uh, the time and a, a, a good hour to uh, explain through these these really they are complex topics and you know I, what I say to everyone is um, you know I make myself available because I want people to be able to get good information I'm on you can go to my discord I'm in there all day every day preparing to stream and trying to answer questions etc and um i don't um you know if there, there's no stupid questions um when you first come in and you want to you want to find out what's going on and um you know yeah i, I just want to say i'm very 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 grateful for the, this opportunity and you know there's, there's plenty more we could get into there's just um you know uh, yeah what's well, the technical you know, I, level I, I and appreciate... you know, uh-huh well, I appreciate you taking the time too, because, you know, I've been noticing that there is this, this, I, I guess what we're talking about here is sort of the, the gap between uh, germ theory and terrain theory. Mm -hmm. that seems to mm -hmm. become a bit of a sticky point in, in researchers when it comes to the COVID and everything like that. And I, I've been trying to understand this for a long time because I can see what everybody's saying on both sides. I mean, when it comes to the whole lab leak thing, I mean, it's uh, this Black and Veatch, right? Is the company that has uh, been funding a lot of these bioweapons labs? So, in, like in Ukraine, the they were the ones building the facilities in Ukraine. Ukraine. Um, it was Merye, I think, is the company, and um, I think they're linked to Sanofi, who were building the um, Wuhan uh, Institute. Um, look. They don't pour billions in to just maintain an illusion about uh, a 200-year-old argument between Pasteur and Bichon. Um, your, your body's health is critical. The, the way through this environment in which we find ourselves is, is to be in as best a health as possible. You know, cut down on the cigarettes, cut down on the booze, cut down on the pills, cut down on, you know, get, get, go out for a walk. Um, do everything that you can to 
um, make sure that you get through. That's that's what I try and tell people. Um, and the more of us that get through is that the, the more of us are going to be able to say no when they come with their QR code jackboot tyranny. And you know, yeah. the no virus people, again, they're just, they, they make it easy for being dismissed off the information battlefield if you're arguing over minutiae and interpretations of experiments but look they they i've i've debated them they don't know the literature fully they've got a a few sort of sophistic type arguments that they'll try to sort of circle around and um it's a uh, it's you know, even even when you sort of show them the data, they 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 don't want to know. And you know, I just had one in the last week with graphene oxide, and um, you know, I've done the testing, the type of testing that you need to do to look into these uh, examples. And look, and I'll, I'll show you right now. Um, there's bags and bags and bolts of uh, vaccines that you're looking at there that I've gone and looked at for graphene oxide using Raman spectroscopy using um mass spectrometry um it's not there yet somehow somehow the people who have a vested interest in pushing a narrative that there is uh 5g super nano uh networks and uh magic hydras in these uh shots they always seem to be able to find them in in their investigations and um they're a dead weight in this i look i, I want as much freedom for them as possible and I, I i don't have any objection to their their concerns about medical tyranny i don't but when you're when you're so off target with your science that you're just easy to dismiss you know it, it would be like um trying to argue that a car goes forward because it blows air out the exhaust right and you try telling that to uh well you know people who don't understand cars will say oh yeah you know i can see that it's pushing air out right we kind of understand air that's how we move ships but try and tell that to a mechanic right? and anyone who's got an inkling of how internal combustion engine works you know is, is there any point arguing with those people you know you still want them to have uh any any rights and freedom but when they're so technically wrong what's the point but uh, it provides a bit of humor, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> and uh, I'll yeah. get content. Well, I, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious, though, is it seems to me that, that regardless of one's position on this, that there are a couple things that hopefully we can all agree upon. And one of them is they need to stop the gene jab mandates, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's is that a widely agreed upon thing? Yeah. And, uh, and the critical two, thing, I tell you, Sorry, Brian, to interrupt you. I keep doing it, but that the, the no, side okay. that put that's out right. the um, uh, the no viruses, they put out a challenge, saying uh, they'll pay to uh, have these experiments done to look for viruses in a lab. So I've got those facilities available to me. I said I'll do it, and suddenly they've shut up. And actually, if they really wanted to help, they would help with doing studies and looking what happens when we get monkeys and stick them with uh, some gene transfection technology that's what that's what they mm. should be doing but they're yeah. not and that tells me that they're just interested in maintaining a grift and narrative themselves they don't want to get to the bottom of of the uh the answers here and if we we get to that with the 
with the primates, um, we can we can really punch through a lot of the um, nonsense machine that's being pushed in front of us. But again, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad you got that out there because we've reached the top of the hour here and I'm going to have to let you go. But I want to thank you for your time and your perspective and all your work. And I'll look forward to speaking with you again. Yeah, I hope so. It was, it was fun, Brian. Um, thank you very much for having me. All right. Indeed. Indeed. You're welcome. It was great having you. All right, everybody, we got to go to top of the hour with today's news talk. That was Dr. Kevin McCarran. We'll be right back. Right. If you miss this hour, simply go to episodes at TNTradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. With TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The new king, King Charles III, shook hand after hand outside Buckingham Palace today. Then he walked along a long row of flowers along the gates people laid in tribute to his mother the day after she died. Bells rang at noon UK time at Westminster Abbey and other churches across Britain on this first day. At Boom. All right. Um, I don't know. I thought that went uh, quite well. Um, I've got a... Uh, in eight hours, I've got another stream I'll be doing with Ryan Dawson. I'll be getting more into the... Um, the... Hang on one second. Uh... What was what's beeping? I've been up since three. Uh, um, no, I, I've got a few more things I want to say, but I've literally run out of um, fluids. Um, let me. I'll be back in in two minutes. So, you know, what, excuse me, what, what are the main things that I wanted to discuss, which is that we, as I mentioned in the program, we're, I, I think our most effective move right now is to properly test um, these compounds in a test platform that's going to mimic what we would see uh, in humans and um i'm touch wood touch wood um we will uh we'll be initiating that basically from this week and so there's some lead up time and 
I think it, you know, there's a lot of little incidental details that do need uh, working out when you're doing um, this type of uh, work. Um, anything uh, we can add to the war chest. Let me just uh, remind folks, um, you can support this type of public access science. Um, come with Patreon. Um, I was looking at how much money Patreon takes. <laughs> wow, you know, but it's it's stable income, and uh, it's nice to it's kind of nice to know that there's that level of support. I should do I should do like a JC, and have a list of um, people who do um, who do support. But um, yeah, I love you all in a platonic way. Um, uh, Koizawa says, yeah, I know, I know the story, uh, I know the study about the, um, blood study and the, the vaccines. Um, again, I, I think they make allusions to graphene oxide. I think we know what the pathology is. I think it's, um, amyloid. Wow. What is it in Twitter that's beeping? God damn it. Not Twitter. Telegram. Telegram. Where is it? Can I shut it? Shut up, Telegram. Quit. Uh, breaks in the house. Good to see you, bro. Um, so, you know, what is, what is this experiment going to entail? Like I say, I think we, you, you don't want young monkeys, you want middle-aged monkeys, but you know, <laughs> slovenly lifestyle, sitting in cage all day, <laughs> eating monkey chow, not doing much, and um, yeah, probably a little bit on the inflamed side. And let's see what happens when we give them an IV shot. Let's see what happens when they keep getting boosted. And I don't care if we're using higher than recommended doses, okay? Because what we have to demonstrate right now is that it is possible to pull out a safety signal, right? And if that safety signal is around the prion-like disorders, then well, I say we're in business, but um, it becomes very, very powerful data set. And then it's just a case of titrating down what the uh, what the dosage is and look there's a I would argue that there's enough evidence within the um, global experiment that uh, their titration is wrong and the it, variability across batches is is an issue and I look so tired doc yeah I've been up since three and um, I am I'm gonna have to call it quits I need to make a call because I need to speak about um, this uh, monkey study and um but it's moving forward it's moving forward and like i say once we can get the ball rolling okay then hopefully more things will happen and you know uh, there but for the grace of god go us all and this opportunity and we should we should be very very thankful for the individual who has stepped up to say go for it on this one monkey maybe maybe it's not enough maybe maybe i need two three four i think i think four would have been a reasonable number uh to see if we find anything um be careful with legalities around monkey business i guess um 
Yeah, I know what I'm doing, dude. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> I'll, uh, I think I got that one down. And yeah, I'll be speaking with Ryan Dawson. We'll be talking about those advantageous polymorphisms. The, the, well, I want to, I want to look at it from the warfare perspective more than the, the, the scientific debate, you know, because I do think there's a very big discussion to be had around the nature of warfare that we're we're looking at right now. I don't. I don't think that the separate events uh, with respect to what we're seeing in Ukraine and um, what should we say, global tensions um, all, all around the planet. And you know, this is uh, this is that old next generation warfare. <laughs> oh, DJ man. Dude, you've just got to come on a stream one day, man. It, I bet it would just be a blast. <laughs> uh, uh, they dress monkeys up in dresses and make up for prostituting in places. We should be all right. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the uh, the the monkey uh, child nappers, kidnappers? That's a, that's some fucked up shit, man. The monkey will like shoot in on like a little uh, little motorbike. <laughs> Try and grab kids. Uh, let's see. Chris says we're up against those who want us dead. Yes, yes. Now, um, you know the other thing I wanted to point to, of course. Um, oh, YouTube is back up. God, Alberto is on the game, man. Just sorting that link out i need i need to do it and uh he's done it and it's it's going to youtube what what a boss what a boss i tell you man I'm, i've been blessed blessed with um people who who well <laughs> if we uh if we don't all uh fight to fight together we shall surely hang separately right um if all fails, Kevin can go get paid by a cartel to train monkeys. <laughs> yeah. What was uh, the first um, crisis? What's the first game called Crisis? Where you where you fighting the uh, <laughs> you fighting the uh, trans transhumanist chimpanzees? Fallout. What what was that game? Pretty sure it was like Crisis Engine, but. <laughs> um uh let's see dawson is warned remember to talk about project yeah you know i'll be talking about project coast i'll be talking about race specific weapons i'll be talking about all that we know right now and again how much of it is really part of the whole um narrative maybe it's just a tiny sliver and it, it's easy to get caught up in it because it, it does just seem so sketchy um but you know i don't talk about it all the time but here's a chance to listen or, or, or put the data to uh to an audience who who are gonna probably be receptive to it and you know it's still it's still a thing the the k26r polymorphism 
and uh, its advantage in the face of SARS-CoV-2 and also the, um, the gene transfection. So you know, who, who is it that we're fighting? I say, you know, hashtag not all, hashtag not all, but um, it's very likely that there's a subset in there. Far Cry, yeah, Far Cry. I think it was called Far Cry, Dirty Merkin, right? And you're just sort of going along the beach and uh, through the jungles and, uh, <laughs> and then suddenly you're fighting <laughs> mutant, mutant chimpanzees. It's a great game. <laughs> Uh, let's see, yeah. Uh, Sup, How long is the stream with Dawson? Um, I don't know. It starts at nine, and uh, hopefully it'll just be an engaging conversation. And he wants to, he wants to chat away for a couple of hours. I mean, you could, you could spend hours going into that data. Yeah, Crisis was a great, uh, a great game. Loved it. Um, so let me. Yeah, I think I think I might um, just uh, pull. Well, not pull the plug. But again, just remind people: Streamlabs. You can use PayPal. Open it up. Go open link. Hit it. Uh, say you want to give something. A thousand dollars. Donate. You can hit PayPal, and uh, it'll come through. So you don't have to give credit card or anything. And um, like I say, we're really going to war, folks. Um, once once monkey studies start, oof. Um, let's put it this way: the amount of streaming you'll get like this will <laughs> will drop off. But I'll make sure that you see the experiments and the data, and we'll we'll get it done. And I'll, I'll be if I don't see anything, we don't see anything. But it's good to know, right? Good to know. We can add a sponsor page on wtyl.info site. Yes, um, I want to, and yeah, that was that was the other thing that I wanted to uh, point out, which was um, wty. <laughs> not trying to point at those. We've become a Patreon. Um, can, can we have something without? Uh, <laughs> Satan worshipping sodomites. <laughs> Defunk the funk. Alright, that too. Um What was I gonna do? Yeah, WTYL. And um now, uh there was supposed to be a donate button on the oh here i think this is it in the bottom left right so this oh you can't see it right um this button here should go to a donate page tip jar uh it's not quite active and so look I, i'm literally using people full time to be running these systems. Nah, the systems don't work all the time. I wish I wish I could crack the whip. <laughs> Harder, but you know, when when you're fighting, like I say, we're uh, we're, we're making stuff with baling wire, <laughs> duct tape. Um, but I want to sort of 
make the platform independent i should just be a creator on wtyl there should be other people on there and and we need a pot that goes in to support the people that run all the hardware in the background right it would be it would be nice that i'm not um <laughs> eating the cost for those servers and it would be nice that the people who are maintaining the sites are getting some uh support now um Again, I will. Um, is Jonathan Cooey in this chat? I don't. I don't know if he's in this chat. So he's, he watches a lot of the time. Um, what? Look, um, Jonathan does really good. It, it, he's he's more pedagogic than I am, right? I'm trying to. Um, I, I, I'd blow my brains out if all I was doing was looking at the scientific papers because it. it I, half of them I don't believe <laughs> it's that bad but um the um we're lucky in the in the people that we do have who have stepped up in this fight and there are many who I'm just peripherally associated with and there are some who I'm very close with and um I wouldn't the link is there doc yeah it's on the left side but it doesn't uh, oh little tip jar <laughs> okay yeah but it shouldn't it should go to um a, a different account than me it should go to wtyl and there we can divvy up and uh um you know make sure make sure that simon can uh feed himself you know what you know what i did earlier today i for some reason i ended up watching um I don't know what it was. It had George Webb on it. Some dude. What was it called? And then it had uh, Addy ads on it. And um, they were talking about like Addy ads are sort of writing books for George Webb. And, you know, he's really sort of come a long way. He's learned a lot. And um, I, I donated money to Addy ads. Right, just to say, you know, we're, he's going in the right direction. We need people going in, you know, if they're heading in the right direction. Look, I think George can get carried away with his conclusions. But, um, you know, we've all got the same enemy at the end of the day. And, you know, the, the, the I don't know, any bad blood just because of, uh, <laughs> just because Cottrell's such a low cow. Uh, who cares right we're we're at the point where um you know we're, we we're at the real fight <laughs> if, we're, if we're doing experiments i'm getting up every day and going and handling a monkey and um getting ready to process all that shit um yeah things things are about to step up and change radically that that's what i would say and um every every dollar will count because we're doing this at the at the literal minimum minimum threshold it it's basically me working for not to, for, to survive right no i'm not making bank on this it's just enough to like addy was saying he was just pleading i need, he needs food and water <laughs> and I looked at his um buy me a coffee and um 
yeah, the young lad had less supporters than me. So I, I donated him 25 quid. We need young, young kids who have got an interest in, um, well, fighting for their country and understanding which enemy that they're fighting. And, you know, the young lad has realized that uh, there's a degree of subversion from a particular country uh, in, the, in the Middle East that we need to, uh, how should we say, keep an eye on. Uh, I can do that, no problem. Uh, you can do what, Chris? Um, let's see. Uh, we are the A-team in the barn making a tank from old tires and corrugated steel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a jihad science. It's jihad science, man. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that we'll win we'll win because we don't have the constraints that are put against us by uh, threats from institutes and you know what being worried about biting the hand that feeds you and like i say once once the monkey is in my possession and the experiments begin we'll find out pretty quick it's a monkey going to get ill. We're going to see changes in his um, demeanor over over time, or her demeanor. Um, all, all, all sorts could happen, and yeah, might might happen really, really quickly. Um, is uh, someone sending a coffee to Simon? Let me just uh, check that. Um, bam, 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 bam. And let's see here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where the coffee is. Um, let me see this one. This one was earlier. Uh, yeah, that was this morning. But um, you know, again. <laughs> Simon should get supported as well. Chris should get supported as well because they're they're literally working full time. I wish I wish I could afford to pay more people. Um, because you know the the more people that you have that are, that want to be part of this game, I guess for want of a better expression, uh, the more talent that you bring. And you know the I'm a I'm a big believer in the. The, the idea of streaming and servers and um, getting the information out this way. I think, I think it's uh, the beginning of a new paradigm. And yeah, you know, scientific journals all have their place, I guess, still. But uh, we, we should be, uh, you know, it's about disseminating information. And it needs to be done in such a way to be transparent. So we're not. We're not looking to just maintain a a, a a narrative grift like the no virus cranks. Uh, let's see. Um, you need to have a DIY pitchfork. <laughs> uh, 
All right, let me just, I just want to read some of the chat. Um, the spike is the spike. Yes. This individual is a male, fat free yeah, yeah, years, was formerly an athlete, apparently healthy before inoculation with an mRNA Pfizer injection. Mm. One month, uh, reading from that paper. Um, it's an all ages drag show this weekend in Denton, Texas. Oof. Uh, powerful stuff. Okay, thank you. Um, I wonder how many listens they have. I don't know. I, I really, I really wish there was um, a way to find find this out. Are, are, are we just shouting into the void? Look, I think TNT is a pretty big platform. And again, props to them for allowing me to. I was, I was expecting them at any minute to go. Oh, we got to go to break. <laughs> I felt like I was uh, machine gunning uh, my words out. So uh, please look after the channel, folks. Yes, we're trying. Um, alas, I'm in enemy territory. Yeah. Um, look, you know, I think uh, maybe there's ways to mitigate that. Um, we'll, we'll think about it over the coming days. Uh Uh, let's see. I am Captain J Banger. <laughs> okay. The new UK health secretary is a miserable heap of brutal hardship incoming. Yeah, man. Just <laughs> next rancid. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Doc needs help and now not poxy Ukraine. Yes. Yes, but the thing is, it's linked to Ukraine. Uh, let's see. Smoking tabs and drinking bites. Indeed. Uh, Doc has this down to a T. Much respect. Like I said, I don't know how I sound. I might go back and listen to it. I don't. I don't often go back and listen. I find I just find it a bit cringe. <laughs> I hate hearing my own voice. Sometimes when I want to check something, I'll listen to it. And um, but this one, I'll go back and listen to. So. Um, Patrick Henningsen going down the no virus road on TNT recently. Look, um, again, the end at the end of the day, it's it's about doing the science and bringing the data. And again, they've been offered the chance to be doing the 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 science, and they're not doing it, are they? They're making all of all assertions that they're going to do it, but no, they don't. And again, the the real critical experiment is what happens when you juice up these monkeys. That's the experiment. All that other theoretical garbage. It's just it's just that. It's just the back and forth of uh, academic spurgs. We need scientific data. You know, like I, I could have written a paper about the, the theoretical prion risk, but nah, why? You know, do the, do the experiment, get data, right? That's how I was trained. Nah, you know, and once you've got data, you can then write theoretical papers. But the, the, idea, the idea that you could just write uh, theoretical papers about um, prions, etc., you can discuss it as, as a hypothesis, of course. It's it's the person who gets the data. That's that's what counts. And I'm sure I've, I've put dollars to donors 
that's what we'll see in those monkeys. Uh, they also don't record nor live stream their experiments. Indeed. Uh, kids are dying, so fuck 5G, Sasha. Yeah. Um, again. Again, people who had a specific modus operandi. When you were listening to Young Talk, he was, you know, trying to angle it towards 5G towers. And, yeah, and he's... Sasha, I'm guessing, is feeding him money. Right, because Sasha thinks that he was taken out with a 5G type attack, an electromagnetic attack. Doesn't have to be. There could be many ways to uh, end up with a rash like that. But, you know, when you've got someone like Young feeding his delusions, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and uh, <laughs> enable it. Uh, Blick Twitter knows, maybe. Uh, they went fast. Fire Doc, thank you. Um, you ready for CNN, Doc? <laughs> uh, great stuff. Thank yeah, and again, thanks, TNT. Um, I've never met or spoken to uh, Brian... Uh, what was his name? M M almost close to mine. McCarran. Something, something like that. What was the name? McLean. Uh, can you post the link for the Dawson thing? Um, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I can. Um, or maybe not. <laughs> uh, I, I will tomorrow. Okay. Um, it's on Cozy TV. Um, so keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm going to get some rest. It's 1 a.m. Tokyo time. Um, Monkeys on the tabs, yeah. Uh, we got a monkey, yeah. Um, I wish an 18 year old dying of heart attacks while playing hockey would get as much coverage as a 96 year old billionaire. Yes, okay, <laughs> touche, Bruce. Well said. Um, let's see. What else? The better is that apple juice? No, um, it's uh, barley tea. Um, in Japanese, they call it sukumbucha. It's nice, uh, it's nice, uh, drink for hot days. Um, I don't know if you can, you can see maybe that there's like a big tea bag in there and it's just an infusion. Um, It's nice, it's soothing on the kidneys. Uh, let's see, late night for Ryan. Yeah, uh, we can add a spot. Yeah, did that. Um, yeah, with Ryan being in Japan, look, I'm hoping we can strike up a rapport. And you know, the fact that we're in the same time zone would be, you know, make it easy to sort of do some type of shared content. Um, I'd, I'd be down for doing something like that. Uh, I like to say it's there, but um, that that link, it's <laughs> just that font. If uh, if anyone would like to um, help donate some time with uh, front end design, 
um, Simon would be uh, more than happy to uh, speak to you um, about the uh, about how the page looks. Maybe if I sort of zoom it in, um, it looks a bit better, but it should be should be bigger and yeah, better symbol there. Um. I thought Simon ran on crack, not coffee. <laughs> it's just, uh, as should we say, uh, Simon, uh, Simon likes his uh, nutraceuticals. They have many listeners. Great show host. Very basic and reasonable. Um, TNT, uh, maybe. You should look at an alternatives to Patreon, PayPal. They're probably going to ban you soon. Um, yeah, they've banned me from um, PayPal, but I've found a workaround by using Streamlabs. Streamlabs will accept PayPal, and it will go to your bank account. So um, it's not me receiving PayPal. And I, I guess they could try to convince Streamlabs to ban me. Um, I, I think that would be a harder thing to do. But again, um, you know, right click that, open it up. There it is. Boom. 10,000 Japanese yen. Donate. Boom. PayPal or credit card. And then that goes into the account. It's great, fantastic, nice workaround. But yeah, they did take my PayPal away, and it's it was fucking painful, very very painful. Um, so Ditra has a trailer out about how they worked with Russia, nineteen ninety six, twenty thirteen, blaming Russia. Is this true? Let's have a look at this. Yeah, look, man, the uh, the intro just doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't scream all uh, um, soft and tickly and fluffy. Partnership with Russian Federation, nineteen ninety one to twenty fourteen. When was this made? September tenth. Uh, who knows how old this is? The Russian government has made headlines recently with its baseless accusations against the United States. They're not baseless. They are not baseless. I, I think I don't protest too much. Accusations that can easily be refuted. Can they? Go on then. I'm still waiting. There is an obvious truth hidden beneath Russia's lies, a truth the Kremlin doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to know that the same programs that Russia today claims spread weapons of mass destruction on its borders were actually designed to cooperatively work with and in the Russian Federation to prevent the proliferation of the country's vast stocks of chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um... That meant scraping out some big concrete pits, putting that shit in it, and burning it. Not pouring billions of dollars into those programs and building out their facilities. Sorry, not buying it. 
Yeah, like that. Burn it. Russia has successfully saturated the media with their lies and claims. But it's time we hear directly from the people who worked on these programs with the Russians at that time. After the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, the newly created Russian Federation inherited extensive biological weapons stocks and capabilities in violation of the Biological Weapons Convention and a legacy of proliferation of nuclear and chemical weapons across its territory. Congress directed the Department of Defense to cooperate with Russia and its neighbors to secure the former Soviet Union's WMD arsenal. The Nunn-Luger Act, now known as the Cooperative Threat Reduction Program under the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. Uh, where we were inviting in megacorps to uh, engage in medical testing and there were people dying left, right and center. Hmm. Was launched with the Russian Federation being a foundational partner from 1991 to 2014. The program was widely successful, from increased security of nuclear weapons to the destruction of chemical weapons to the cleanup of the anthrax stocks the Soviets left behind at Vaz Island in Kazakhstan to the redirection of the Russian Biological Weapons Program to peaceful purposes. In this effort, the United States never surrounded Russia. It worked with Russia. I'm not so sure. Again, um, the U.S. has just been caught lying a little bit too much for my liking. What about those uh, TB tainted banknotes? After 2014, the Russian government ended the formal agreement severing the positive relationship and trust that was built. Yeah, after after you instigated revolution in their in their territory, and then had Black and Veach come in and met a biota saying that they're going to be supporting Ukrainian independence. I wonder if they mentioned that over time, but have since been spreading disinformation and flat out lies, most recently about the United States' collaboration with Ukraine. It is time we reintroduce the world to the real history of cooperative threat reduction. Bill Moon participated in one of the first cooperative threat reduction missions in 1992. The first task was to safely transport the Soviet nuclear arsenal out of Kazakhstan, Belarus, and Ukraine and secure those weapons in Russia little story about Ukraine is when we were first trying to get access to the warhead storage sites, one of our projects was to eliminate the former storage sites in Ukraine where warheads were stored. Mm -hmm. We worked with the Ukrainians and we worked with the Russians on that. It wasn't just with the Ukrainians. We, we didn't keep the Russians out. We invited the Russians to the table. Um, and Looted their infrastructure, technologies, yeah, we know all about it. Developing access, I coordinated with the 12th Guma in Russia and said, I want to, one way we could maybe work this is I could visit a, a former storage site in Ukraine and we could use that as a model to develop a way and I could show. Do I trust Patrick Hennington? Isn't it Henning C? I'd, de I'd debate him, no problem. I'm happy to show you that we don't need access to everything or secret stuff in order to verify that the construction work is done properly and everything. And and they worked with us on that. They granted permission to us. Told the Ukrainians it's okay to go there. And and so to to make statements that are really opposite of that just it really doesn't make any sense and and those of us who work the program know that well and i, I wish more people understood it
why why were there ever increasing amounts of money going into programs that were fucking shut down 20 20 30 years ago why 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 was there this increase in these programs there was no need why were they all concerned about uh, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever huh? The United States took unprecedented and historic steps to assist a foreign power to secure and destroy its most dangerous weapons. While Russia is lying about the past and spreading disinformation now, it's time to revisit those efforts through the eyes of those who worked with Russia. To hear their firsthand experiences, visit our website at www.ditcher.mil or find us on social Um, well, well there's, uh, there's something for us to watch. Uh... Uh, fuckwits want me to pay for the other fonts. Well, how much is a dollar font, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'll be that much. Um, yeah, so again, talking about PayPal, I will um, remind everyone again hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Help, help, help Kev with the monkeys, help, uh, help it disseminate to uh, Simon and Chris. Uh, let's see, Kings on Live addressing the nation. Doctor, ah, who fucking cares? <laughs> I just see those blue bloods burn better. Uh, Patreon is going to nuke him soon too. I would imagine he should talk to Ryan. He lives in Japan about alternatives that are unnukable. Um, yes, uh, maybe. Um, we do have, like I say, the um, this is unnukable. Uh, WTYL Live tip jar. Um, you can use that. Um, we can, um, we can try to get a API for PayPal, etc., and work on it. So Ditra and Hollywood have created a movie production to basically blame Russia for working with USG and WND for 25 years. Uh, yeah, we've just looked at that. What's the best way to contact Simon regarding front end? Um, DM me, uh, email me, uh, uh, you can do Kevin do info at science .jp. and uh, look if we can get in and get this launched and you're in there at the beginning um, we might you may make you may make uh, something really spectacular we may be the next YouTube I don't know I looked at cozy TV it's rubbish rubbish compared to what we have uh let's see hennington is still on the kaufman bailey no virus cult yeah and like i say i'll i'll speak to him and just point out where they're uh misleading him um all right so that's me done with the comments i'm out of here i'll be here in the morning and uh looking forward to speaking to ryan uh see you guys there and then take it easy God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that law line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear to you. This is not a fucking joke anymore. Russ is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRI 
Oh, that's fine. I think it's gone. It's a 10.45 down. 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 It's a 